We live in an ever-changing world, and sometimes these things can change very quickly. On October the 7th of this year, we saw the world go from one war, the Russia-Ukraine conflict, to two wars, now adding the Hamas and Israel conflict. This is a huge change. And regardless of what the White House says, our economy is not good. Some companies are having major layoffs and several businesses are closing their doors for good. Real wages are down and interest rates have skyrocketed. In fact, I was speaking to a realtor the other day that said that home sales are slowing at a very noticeable rate. And that's important. Inflation has caused us to have to spend much more just to pay for the necessities of life, like utilities and transportation, food. All of these things have gone up in price. In fact, one of our son-in-laws told us this weekend that their weekly grocery bill has gone up to three times what it was just three years ago. We have to adapt. But how do we adapt to rapidly changing events, not only in everyday life, but perhaps in an SHTF event? Let's talk about that. Welcome to Practical Prepping. Today is Friday, November 17th, 2023, and this is episode 432. This is the prepping podcast with no bunkers, no zombies, and no alien invasions. Just practical prepping, where we believe that stuff happens, so we need to stay prepared. And we're here to help you get prepared. I'm Krista. And I'm Mark. And today we'll be talking about the adaptability skill set. And at the end of the episode, we'll give you today's super listener prepping tip. Now, if you'd like the expanded notes for this episode, Go to practicalprepping.info forward slash 432. We're talking about adapting today. I've definitely had to adapt this week. The software we use for the podcast went poof. Poof. It just went away. Mm. And it was most likely operator error. We didn't lose any content. And the company is working on getting it back onto the normal computer we use. So we're on a backup computer right now, but we're glad to be back with you today. Now let's talk about the adaptability skill set for prepping and for everyday life. Now adaptability is a dynamic and multifaceted skill set. It involves a combination of cognitive, emotional, and practical abilities. Developing these skills enables individuals to thrive in the face of uncertainty, to embrace change, and to navigate the complexities of an ever-evolving world. You know, before we get into the particular skill set, there are a couple of things we need to do in order to have a solid foundation for the skills that we're going to discuss. The first is to practice continuous learning. That is to make a commitment to some ongoing personal and professional development in your own life. Embracing a mindset of continuous learning allows you to acquire new skills, to stay relevant in a rapidly changing world, and to adapt to evolving demands in your personal and professional life. And the second thing is your time management. That is the ability to prioritize tasks, set realistic goals, and efficiently allocate time. Effective time management ensures that you can adapt to shifting priorities and deadlines, and that helps you to maintain your productivity and your focus. Now, the skill set of adaptability. And again, I said, if you'd like the notes, go to 
practicalprepping.info forward slash 432. There's some great information here today. Now, the first skill that we want to talk about is observation. We need a keen sense of observation, quickly identifying changing information. Now, meteorologists do this constantly. They're looking at the models. They're looking at various readings. They're checking the radar, and they're continually monitoring changing information. Stock analysts do the same thing constantly. They run models. They look at historical data. And most importantly, they look at current events. What's going on today that's going to affect the stock market or various individual stocks? And they do that by observation. And in our life, that helps us identify threats and resources, especially when it comes to prepping, identifying those resources. But when we're looking at the threats, What may be missing from the grocery stores? Hmm. How often is gas not available at a particular station? And we see that with the bags on pump handles. I'm not talking about a single pump. That happens when the pump goes out. Something's gone wrong in the pump. We're starting to see, you know, multiple bags on multiple pumps. Yes, we were coming back from a trip not too long ago, and we pulled in where we normally do on that trip to get gas. and. Every single pump had a plastic bag on it. Mm. They had no gas. No gas. Now, how's your company doing? Are you following that or are you just going to work every day? Yeah. What are the changes going on in your industry? What about in your particular job? Is technology going to overtake your job? Mm. So these are things that we need to be observing and really paying attention to. The second skill would be open-mindedness. You know, that's a lot easier to say than do, that's for sure. What is open-mindedness? Well, it's a willingness to consider new ideas, i.e. ideas that are not your own, new perspectives, and new ways of doing things. So being open-minded allows you to embrace change and to explore some alternative solutions. Talking about that adaptability. It does help in adapting to different environments and circumstances without being overly attached to a specific way of thinking. And that's like asking yourself, can you consider that there may be a better way to do this or a better way to do that? You've got to be open and open-minded enough to hear other people's ideas, their experience, their skill, and to be able to change your way of thinking if you need to, for the outcome to be better. And I'll tell you, again, that's a lot easier said than done because some people do struggle with, you know, my way or highway is kind of how some people live their life. Well, if you're in an SHTF or an emergency or crisis situation, your way may not be the highway. You may have to bow to someone else's way. So be open-minded. And you might actually have someone that knows a whole lot more about the subject than you do. True. And we can learn so much from other people by learning from their mistakes. Right. You know, and and the My Way or Highway crowd, they learned something from other people. Mm -hmm. They had to be open-minded at some point. So keep that mind open. Now, the third skill that we're going to talk about is problem solving. Mm -hmm. Strong problem solving skills are essential for adapting to new situations. They involve addressing obstacles. 
And it gives us the ability to analyze situations, to identify challenges, and to develop effective solutions. This is where you get to use your observations, your knowledge, your experience, your critical thinking, your creativity, and skills to find an effective solution. Now, we're talking about living in an ever-changing world. Have you thought about the changes to the medical care we'd experience in a real-life, serious, grid-down situation? I've thought about it. Think about not being able to get simple antibiotics. Think about the number of people who would die from infections caused by relatively minor injuries, say a cut on a hand or an axe hitting a leg or a dog bite, any type of open wound. Do you keep various common antibiotics in your preps? We do. You know, that's where contingency medical comes in by providing you the access to emergency packs of antibiotics for ordinary ailments like UTIs, ear infection, strep throat, hundreds of other types. Contingency Medical also has symptom management medications for everything from nausea and diarrhea to motion sickness. These packs could be a lifesaver in an SHTF situation and could really come in handy if you're traveling outside the country where medical care could be limited or where there may be a language barrier. Contingency Medical provides board-certified physicians for guidance on safe and effective treatment, and your medications are shipped from licensed pharmacies to guarantee quality. So do this. Go to contingencymedical.com slash practical and just check it out for yourself. Enter the promo code practical and you'll get $20 off any pack. And there's also free shipping. That's contingencymedical.com slash practical. And remember that discount code practical. Contingency Medical and its products are not intended as a substitute for professional medical treatment or advice. Consult your health care provider. All right, let's go to a subset of problem solving. We've got three subsets to problem solving, and the first is critical thinking. So what is that? Well, it's not thinking critical about other people. No, it's a different <laughs> kind of the word critical. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. the ability to take information and to analyze it. It's how we figured out the formula shortage months ago. It's how we're working on possibly some more upcoming shortages. So that critical thinking, you take the observations and the information, and you think through that, and you analyze it. The second subset of problem solving is creativity. This allows you to assess your current situation and push yourself a bit to think outside the box. You know, creative solutions have often been the right answer for so many things. And it just takes somebody with a little bit of noggin, you know, to apply to the situation to think, what would be a creative way to solve my problem or to efficiently get through my crisis? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that creative thinking is going to be the only thing that's really going to work. So be open to that. Really? Now, the third subset of problem solving is making a decision. You know, we see too many dead squirrels in the middle of the road that couldn't make up their mind. Oh, for sure. And here lately, armadillos. Armadillos. Ugh. Definitely. And once in a while, and you don't forget these, we'll find a skunk. Oh, yes. Uh-oh. Anyway, uh, we, just, we need to make the best decision based on the best information that we have at the time. 
Now, it may turn out not to be the perfect decision, but it's the best decision that we can make at the time. And too many people don't make a decision because they're paralyzed by analysis. Yeah, they're just frozen. Mm -hmm. So rather than do anything, they do nothing. And that's not often what's going to be effective in a crisis situation. But doing nothing is a choice on its own. Well, if my mother used to say, if you do nothing, nothing happens. Exactly. Now, the fourth skill in this subset is flexibility. The ability to adjust and alter your plans or your approaches when you're faced with some unexpected changes. Situations can be constantly shifting. New information may be coming down the pike. You may see some unforeseen challenges or the entire circumstance in itself may change. So flexibility keeps us from getting overwhelmed and particularly in a preparedness or an emergency, or a crisis situation. You know, when I was teaching disaster relief, I used to say, be fluid, because flexible may be too stiff. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. It, it, yeah. you just have to go with the flow on you have, some Sometimes you have to get into that situation to really learn what that means. Really? All right, our fifth skill is emotional intelligence. Now, this is the ability to recognize, to understand, and to manage your own emotions, as well as empathize with others. Emotional intelligence helps us in navigating interpersonal relationships, managing stress, and responding appropriately to emotions, not only yours, but those around you. So important. You know, and I think, too, parents, more than anyone, really have to feel that emotional intelligence because you've got to contain your own fear or uncertainty if you're leading the little lives of children mm -hmm. because they're looking to you, parent, to be in control. So you've got to have the emotional intelligence to grasp the situation and put a smile on your face if you can and be the voice of calm because little ones or younger ones are reading you. You are the one in control of their life, so you can't lose it. You've got to keep a check mm -hmm. on your emotional tap there. So that's a very vital and I think extremely important subset of uh, this adaptability. Especially when you're in emergency situations. Mm -hmm. There was a time that my youngest daughter and I were on that free fall at one of the amusement parks. Uh -huh. They put you in the thing with the cage and everything and takes you up a few hundred feet, slides you out, and then when you least expect it, <laughs> Down it you go. drops you. <laughs> and it, at the bottom, it's curved. I mean, you don't hit the bottom well, there, right. but it makes a curve and you run out and you slow down. And she looked over at me and she had terror in her eyes. Uh-huh. Well, to be honest, I'm afraid of heights. He is. So I was a bit scared myself, but she wanted to do it, so I went with her. <laughs> and when she looked over at me, my next reaction was going to determine what she did. So I just laughed. I laughed like we just had the best time of our life. And so she started laughing again and it just brought her right back out of that fear because how I reacted to her emotional state at that particular time. I think that's a very important point. Let's talk about our sixth skill, and that's resilience. Now, this is the ability to quickly bounce back from a setback and persist. Mm. See, we're going to have some setbacks. 
Sure enough. I had a setback this week when the software went poof. Yeah, I'm telling you, this thing has really eaten his lunch, people. I mean, he's just been kind of twisted up in a knot today, mm-hmm. but he's he's been adaptable and he's had to learn and he's had to find some flexible, creative solutions. Yes. And so he's getting through it. We've been a little creative and I'm using an old backup computer for this, but sometimes things break. Or sometimes a particular thing is not available. That's true. And if it's not available, what can we use to get through this? That's why as preppers, there's some things that you just can't, most of us can't just rig up. And, and right now I'm thinking about the feed line on a toilet. Had one break about three o'clock in the morning one time. Okay. And daughter <laughs> woke me up. I hear water running uh-huh and she heard water running okay it was running in the floor and it was in the bathroom and it was running down the heater vent oh no so i actually just turned it off to get us through to in the morning and thankfully i had another one there and so i have made sure that here in this house we have at least one of every size of the two <laughs> <laughs> yeah toilet feed lines that we could use Mm -hmm. so we have a backup for each and so you just have to get through things you have to bounce back but it enables us to recover quickly from difficulties or changes Mm -hmm. and it helps us to maintain a positive outlook and it helps us to focus on solutions rather than dwelling on problems kind of reminds me of the the old saying this is not my first rodeo Mm -hmm. When people marvel at you at being able to handle an emergency or a crisis so well, and they'll ask you, how did you keep your cool in the middle of all that chaos? And you said, well, this is not my first rodeo, meaning I've been down this road Mm -hmm. many, many times. So I know better what to expect and know how to approach it, even if I have no idea what's about to happen next. I know that I can control my response to Mm -hmm. it. And I can adapt to the situation. And when I need to be excited, I'll be excited. And when I need to be calm, I'll be calm. That's adaptability. It really is. It's a good ability. And it's the resilience that says we will get through this. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll come back in a minute to recap this. And we'll give you today's super listener prepping tip. But today's cup of coffee comes from Sean and his daughter, Mila in Ireland. Thank you, Sean and Mila. We hope we're saying that right. We really do appreciate that. And if you receive value from the podcast, would you help us by giving back a little? First, you can buy us a cup of coffee like Sean and Mila. Yeah. Or second, you can start your Amazon shopping from our website. Cost you nothing extra, but it does pay us a small commission on qualifying purchases. And you'll find the links to both of those at practicalprepping.info right there on the front page. And both of those help us out. And we really, really do appreciate that. Now let's recap this thing. Okay. All right. First skill, observation. Second skill, open-mindedness. And the third skill, which has three subsets, problem-solving. And the three subsets are critical thinking, creativity, and making a decision. The fourth skill is flexibility. And the fifth skill is emotional intelligence. And we'll wrap it up with the sixth skill, and that is resilience. 
Now for our super listener prepping tip. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Did you like that? You, uh, yeah, I, I had something like that I was going to put in, but I just did it live. But live is always better. Uh, see, I see how flexible and creative I was. You really were. Yes, and you responded with resilience. <laughs> <laughs> well, on this tip, and you know what a super listener is. I do know what a super listener is. I well, am one. Well, that's one. You're the super talker. Well, yeah, that's but true. The super listener is those that have listened all the way this far. They've stuck with us to the living end. And we so do appreciate we that. We do. But, you know, we want to keep our metal tools rust-free. We want them in good condition and functioning effectively over time. Mm-hmm. And that's everything from a pocket knife to shovels, picks, axes, chains, would you also be including things like garden tools, garden and tools, spades and hoes and yep. all the different things that are basically metal tools that you exactly. use around the house or the car? Exactly. And here are some tips to help you to keep those metal tools from rusting. One, you need to clean it thoroughly after use in order to remove any dirt, debris, or moisture. And that includes like a shovel with the damp mud stuck onto it. Oh, yeah. You don't want it to just like dry you, off as to a clay. Right. You can kick the lumps of that off and then brush it off. Sure. But you want to remove the moisture or move the moisture away from the metal. You know why that is? Because moisture makes metal rust. Rust. <laughs> yes. Rust. Now, you can also use a wire brush or a cloth to wipe away any residue. And you can do the same thing if you find it rusted. You can sand it or you can brush it. Rust is removable. Clean it well and allow it to air dry completely. Then you want to apply a protective coating. This is a step that some folks may be new to hearing this. This could be in the form of a thin layer of oil, such as a motor oil or mineral oil. Apply a very thin, even coating onto that clean dry metal surface. This will help to create a barrier against moisture and oxygen, the two things that will harm your metal tools Mm -hmm. the most. And WD-40 comes in great right here. That's a great idea. You can just spray it off and you can even wipe it down. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have it dripping. Of course, me, I would just spray it on good and heavy and let it drain and and go from there. Mm -hmm. And then you want to regularly inspect that tool. Every few months during the off season of using those tools, you need to periodically inspect it for any signs of rust. And if you notice any, address it properly by cleaning and applying a protective coating. That is a great super listener tip. And, you know, there's some folks that are going to be putting some of their tools away for the winter. And after you have put that thin layer of oil, I'll I'll tell you what my dad used to do is he would drive these tools down into a bucket of sand Mm -hmm. and he would winter them over the season and they would stay protected and away from the elements and he'd put them in a shed. We didn't have a garage. But he'd put them away from the elements. And then next spring, when he wanted those tools back out, he'd just pull them right out of the sand. They were clean, oiled, and ready to go. And it's okay to have some oil mixed in with that sand. Yeah, I've seen that too. Now, we don't want it extremely heavy. No, we we want to have it. You can stick them down in there. You can pour some Mm -hmm. oil on the top of the sand and a couple of ounces. Yeah, sure. And let it drain down into it and then put that in there. And that really does help with the rust. That's very practical in your prepping. 
Well, we appreciate you being here today. We've missed you this week, and hopefully next week is going to be totally back to normal. Well, we also have Thanksgiving coming up. We do. And it's not just a day, people. Thanksgiving is a lifestyle. There's something always to be thankful for, no matter what you're going through. An attitude of gratitude make a huge difference in your life. And as Krista always says, Stuff does happen, people. You know it. I know it. So we've got to stay prepared. And we'll see you next time.